Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to recap that 46-save shutout by Alex Nedeljkovic against his former team. And then we're also going to preview Saturday's matchup against the New York Rangers. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts over at Lockdown Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Scotty, I got that cold open on the first take, which just goes to show how good of an episode this is about to be coming off the heels. Like, we were literally recording right after that game finished. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, 46 save shutout against his former team, the Carolina Hurricanes. Wow. Just wow. simply. Wow. Wow was right, baby. No, he was unreal. He was at, and you did get it in one take. Credit where credit's due. You, you did get it in one take. Um, yeah, he, he was he was unbelievable. And it's crazy because like the team wasn't, but like we got outplayed. We got absolutely outplayed and outclassed, and it just didn't matter. That was a man that was valued for a third round pick. Essentially, a third round pick just shut you out in the third and final matchup between these two teams. You traded for Jonathan Bernier, UFA, and a third-round pick, and Alex Nedeljkovic has a chip on his shoulder. Now, real talk. This this team going forward next year, this is two times this month that Alex Nedeljkovic has had to make 40-plus saves in a game to seal the win. Earlier in this season, earlier this month, against the Boston Bruins, he made 47 saves, a career-high for him, to beat the Bruins. And then just last night, a 46-save shutout against his former team, the Carolina Hurricanes. Going forward, he should never have to face that many shots on a regular basis. But we're going to enjoy the hell of a performance that he put on tonight because he did everything right. He was everywhere. I mean, this, this man, this is something we saw out of Alex Nedeljkovic all season long up until this recent stretch. He's kind of gotten back to his form late of late. And he, once again tonight, put the team on his shoulders. I know advanced analytics are going to show that he's not having as impressive of a season, even with the factor of him being on a worse team, just because, you know, just analytically speaking. But this was one of those games that goes to show that this is what he can do. This is a man that can carry a franchise. Imagine Alex Nedeljkovic, Scotty. Imagine Alex Nedeljkovic with a better defense in front of him next year and an improved offense in front of him next year. I mean, he's a, you build your goaltender is one of the cornerstones of your team. I mean, that goes without saying. And Alison Delkovic has the makings of a guy who can be your starter and then also have Sebastian Kosa in the wing, waiting in the wing, developing. Like I this is one of those games that reminds you like, yeah, we're a rebuilding team, but holy crap. Is there just hope right around the corner? There is, man. No, there really is. The um, I, there's, I mean, tonight was phenomenal. Tonight, tonight was absolutely sensational. And he's done. I'm not, you know, he hasn't done a, a 46 save shutout necessarily. Like that's, I think somebody tweeted out that it was the, the second most saves in a shutout in Red Wings history. It was Prashant Iyer. Yeah, he tweeted yeah. out right after the game ended. Um, 
Most saves by a Red Wings netminder in a shutout. Number one, Terry Sachuk, 50 in 1959. Number two, Alex Nedeljkovic, 46 last night. I mean, that oh, is really? amazing co- company to be in. Number third was Glenn Hall. And number four, again, Alex Nedeljkovic. So Alex Nedeljkovic is two of the five highest shot totals in a shutout as a, for a Red Wings netminder. And he's up there with guys like Sawchuk and Glenn Hall. And he's, elig- he's rookie eligible this year. Rookie eligible. And I know he's struggled of late, and so his statistics don't, don't mirror this. And I was, de- I was going back and forth with um, Jared Ellis, the host of Lockdown Hurricanes, before the game. I was like, no, he's still the man, dude. Uh, don't don't let the stats fool you. Like he's still fully capable of putting this team on his shoulders and carrying them to victory. He's just playing behind a team that has a lot of holes and not giving him any support. And then I didn't tell him this part, but when you pile on the fact as well um, that he's playing his first full length season as essentially the starter, it started off as a one A one B situation, but as the season went on, he got more and more of the workload. You know, the workload might be getting to him a little bit, but despite that he's still able to go out there and make 46 saves against the first in Metropolitan Division, one of the top teams in the league, and shut them out? I mean, this is just Alex Nedeljkovic. This is peak Alex Nedeljkovic. This is what he is capable of. I mean, when you talk about goalies that have ceilings, Alex Nedeljkovic's ceiling is insane. It's insane. It is, and it's and it's wild. Again, we talk about it all the time, but our goalie situation went from – no one in the entire organization at any level to first round goalie talent, starting goalie for, for, you know, Canada juniors, like uh, incredibly high ceiling and uh, a guy who was one of the best rookie goaltenders last year to still rookie, rookie you're finalist. Or whatever. Yeah. overnight in, in like a five day stretch went from, no future at the goaltending position, really bleak. One of the more bleak goaltending situations in all of hockey to, okay, this, we now have two dudes at once that, that have very high ceilings and, uh, and, and Ned is here now and, and Ned's the immediate one. And I, I can't wait for like in a few seasons from now when Ned is, you know, late twenties and like really in his prime prime. And then Kosa's like first coming up and it's just this like, you know, dominant goalie now, future dominant goalie right behind him, sitting in the wings, kind of a thing. And I, I but focusing on Ned specifically, I, I agree with everything you said. The ceiling is so high for the dude, and he's he he did this tonight with a horrific defensive performance. Oh yeah, I horrific. mean, horrific. The shots against spell the whole story. I mean, he faced forty six shots that. That tells a story that the defense wasn't able to stop zone entries. They weren't able oh, to keep him to the did outside. Did you see him try to clear the puck? You, you know how many times I saw Hronik get walked? I mean, it was it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm, the I'm inability up- to, to, to clear the puck is was 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 mind-boggling at times. And this is the shot chart from tonight's game. This right, The right side of the screen here is all of Carolina's shots in the game. They had a 4.82 expected goals in this game. And Nedeljkovic held them to zero when they were supposed to score almost <laughs> Their expected five. expected goals was almost five. Look at all those shots from inside the dots, from inside the circles, inside the slot. I mean, they were peppering Nedeljkovic the entire game, and he just stopped them all. And he made some incredible acrobatic saves. He made saves on initial shots. The rebound would come out to the opposite side. 
He'd lateral on time to get a piece of it and deflect it the other way. Yes, at times, Luck did take a, a, a factor. He got a couple of pucks off the post, some slap shots that missed the net. But, I mean, just look at that shot chart, Scotty. I mean, it's nothing but just, one, for one, the shot's coming from everywhere in the zone. Meanwhile, the Red Wings don't even have a single shot from their left dot, it doesn't even look like. even. I mean, but, even talking about the offense, you look at this chart, chart and you go, yo, what did you just say? Well, this you was just... a 3 nothing victory for the team on the left. <laughs> <laughs> mythical yeah no and we can talk about the red wings offense and what they were able to do on the second in the, in the second segment but this first segment we just had to d- dedicate to alex Nadalkovich because the Is fact there... that he faced 46 shots and he was expected to give up almost five goals in this game and he held them to zero against his former team i mean again it just speaks so highly of what he is capable of this season, uh, 14 shots came in high danger scoring areas. He had 15 from medium danger and 12 from low danger. So he was quite literally getting shots from everywhere on the ice. And it didn't phase him. He was just, I, I, I don't know if he took some pre-workout before the game, maybe some athletic greens, maybe a built bar or two. But he was he was on one, man. He, he was just completely focused in. And I don't know how much, Scotty, I guess my question for you is, how much of it do you think it is that he was playing Carolina? Do you think that had a, a huge factor? Or do you think that's yeah. just like us for pushing a narrative? No, I, I think it absolutely holds weight. I don't think it single-handedly caused it. You know, we've seen him have amazing performances like this before. Obviously, you read the stat earlier. But I, I do think that it is... Sorry. He just got thrown at the plate, didn't he? Unreal. Um... Sorry, the tire game's going on while we're recording. I do think that it is uh, it, it is something that that pushed it, it, it a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, everything had to do with this because, like I said, we've seen we've seen him him stand on his head before. We know Against what he's Boston capable of this month, right? But I definitely think, definitely think that uh, that that it might have kicked him in the pants yeah. a little bit, sprinkled a little bit of extra motivation on there. Yeah, you know what? Maybe so. You know, I made the joke that maybe we're pushing this narrative that he he really wanted to get that shutout against the Carolina Hurricanes. Well, maybe he himself was pushing that narrative by having that help that crazy of a performance against the there Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, it, I mean, it is a great story, but in the end, regardless, I mean, he goes out there and tries as gives hundred percent every single night. We see it out of him, even with the defense that he has in front of him. But could you make the argument that maybe he had a little bit of extra motivation today? I think so. I think so. Um, Got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. If you haven't tried their puffs, then you're missing out, man. They are probably their best tasting protein bar. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and that includes those puffs. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. At Built.com, they are all about taste. They make it taste delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how. They just seem to pull it off every single time. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 
for 15% off at built.com. I remembered it right at the very end. There's that little banner. All right, Scotty, segment two. Let's transition away from raving about Alex Nadalkovich because there's another guy, another two guys I feel like need some loving in this game. Um, that's Moritz Sider and Dylan Larkin. Uh, Moritz Sider Larkin was unreal. Larkin was unreal in this game. Moritz I mean, Sider, Sider was too. had just furthered his campaign to be the Calder favorite. Bunting had two goals tonight. I don't know if you knew this. They told you about every single well, second of the broadcast. Yeah. Um, but Moritz Sider scored the game-winning goal on the power play off a beautiful, no-look, high IQ pass from Dylan Larkin. I mean, that's just what you expect from the guy. He's a point-per-game player for a reason. But Moritz Sider, I think it's fair to say that that guy has a clutch factor to him. I mean, he's got six goals on the season, four of which are game-winning goals. Another stat given to us by Prashant Iyer, and I believe, let me double-check on this, go back to his tweet. I mean, he's he's as close as... uh as you're going to get when it comes to that accuracy on these stats. He says, four have been game-winning goals, which puts him at 10th amongst Red Wings rookies all-time in game-winning goals. So he's already, as just a defenseman, in the top 10 for game-winning goals as a rookie. Four out of his six goals. That's clutch factor, Scotty. I would say so. That play was a beauty, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That play was gorgeous. Larkin enters. Nice little, oh, my God. Oh, that, that was such a filthy play and, and Cider with the finish. We were just talking yesterday about how, you know, Cider and, and what he could improve on possibly, right? And uh, it's just funny to me that finishing was like one of the things that we said, like, hey, maybe we could get better on this. Yeah, maybe he could improve on this. And then, like, here we are. <laughs> yeah, he just finishes. He might not be very good at finishing, but he finishes at all the right times. Right. That sounds horrible. Um. This is the hockey stat cards from tonight's game. And I mean, it's about what you would expect. Oh, this my team played goodness. zero defense in this game. And you had a handful of players that just had no positive impact. But uh, hey, look at that Danny to Kaiser game, man. Look at that Danny. That's DeKaiser nuts. Game. Where even is he? I can't even see him on. He's here. the worst defensive impact on. Oh, yeah, team. now I see it when you say it that way. But look well, at that I, offensive impact. He's got, like, one of the top five best offensive and, uh, and individual impacts on the team. That's hilarious. But Adam Ernie, Morris Sider, Dylan Larkin, and Philip Zadina, and Mitchell Stevens are all in the top there uh, when it comes to impact in this game. I don't know if you notice a trend there, but they're all people who registered points in this game because nobody played defense. So the only, reason, only way you're going to end up at the top of this list is by producing offensively. Adam Ernie had a goal. Moritz Sider had a goal. Dylan Larkin had an assist. Phil Zinnian had a goal. Mitchell Stevens had an assist. Um, but yeah, Moritz Sider, huge offensive impact. He had the game-winning goal in this one. Adam Ernie uh, had a nice goal. He picked it off the side of the net, put it off to the other side of Anthony Ranta. Phil Zinnian, honestly, a little bit of a soft goal by Anthony Ranta. It was through a screen, but far enough out, he probably should have gotten it. But good for Zinnian. He got his 10th goal of the season. Yeah. I'm just, I'm blown away by this, by this. Yeah. I'm blown away by this chart. This Guys, is, and for those this is mind-boggling. For those listening, as I said, there is one player on the team who's a positive defensive impact on this game, and that was Joe Valeno and just by a hair. Everyone else, I mean, again, they gave up 46 shots, so no duh, they all had negative defensive impacts. But plenty there was plenty of players who had positive offensive impacts on and that makes sense considering the fact that they won three to nothing, so they produced more offense. You know, I mean, like, but the offense wasn't even that. like that good. 
Can we also talk? So more excited. It wasn't. It wasn't that good. They only had like 18 shots on that. I'm not trying to say it was, but don't, I'm just saying that they had positive offensive impacts because they scored more goals than the Hurricanes. Um, Can we also talk about the fact that Moritz Sider's game-winning goal came on the power play against the best penalty kill in the league? I I mean, the setup by Larkin, man. Like, the setup by – it's – the setup by Larkin was so ridiculous. No, it was. How about the Adam Ernie goal? It was nasty. It was a little – it was low-key nasty. I mean, he got on – he got into the inside on that – Hurricanes defender picked that puck off from the side of the net and just tucked to opposite side. It was, it was a really nice goal from Adam Ernie. And I, I can't remember who tweeted it out, but someone said when Adam Ernie scored, it's like, Oh, it's going to be this kind of game. We're like, where Red Wings have no business winning. And let's be honest, Red Wings didn't have any business winning this game. I mean, it was just taking advantage of a few opportune times. And then Alex and That's all it was. It goes back to being Alex. And all it was. That's all it was. All it was. Uh, but, and yeah, more excited is your Calder favorite. By far, he should win unanimously. They did say it on the broadcast. They said probably your Calder winner. They even said that. Even talking about Michael Bunting later, they were like, "And the game-winning goal is from Moritz Sider, who's you know going to be." Or no, he said the the difference at this moment is Moritz Sider's goal is your Calder favorite for the season. I'm like, that's right. That you put respect on his name. Speak on it. Damn right. Um, But yeah, it was just. I, I, I'm excited and I'm really happy that they won this game. And I should be. We deserve this as Red Wings fans. Even if it might it might slightly impact the draft lottery and the Sharks might hopscotch us from, from to get bump us down to 10. Enjoy this win against a good Carolina Hurricanes team. But also recognize that the Wings did not play well in this game. I yeah. mean, they get absolutely dominated. <laughs> Where's where's evolving? Bro, if you're losing evolving. sleep over the difference between like the ninth and tenth odds in the lottery, and and you would give up that 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 place because there's obviously a huge difference between like four and three, or you know two and one, or whatever. If you're losing sleep over the difference between us having the ninth and tenth best odds, and 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 you don't didn't want tonight to happen, like I don't know what to tell you, man. Just like like. Have fun. This smile, relax, have some fun for a this Scotty was the win probability in tonight's game. Yeah, before that's a goal, definitely was even pull scored. this up on YouTube if you're not, because this is hilarious. Before a goal was even scored, the Carolina Hurricanes maintained a 75% win probability, and that's because in the game, Scotty, they had a 70% expected goals fit, uh, expected goals for percentage the entire game. I mean, that they took. of the quality shot attempts in this game to the Red Wings' paltry 30%. And the only reason the Red Wings' win probability got higher and higher is because they were scoring goals. It wasn't because they were taking shots and out shooting their opponents. The Carolina Hurricanes maintained a win percentage of 75% until the Wings' first goal. I mean, all metrics... That is a sight to behold. That is a sight to behold. They by all accounts, deserve to win this game. But as we all know, that's not how it necessarily works in hockey all the time. And one guy can put the team on his back. Here's another one for you. Here's the Corsi chart as the game uh, went on. And this even, even with the, let me zoom in on that one. This is from, this one's from natural statric. Even with the Red Wings goals, the Corsi chart never dipped towards the Red Wings side. It was just a constant Go going up towards the Carolina's end. That's so remarkable. At by the end of the game, the Carolina Hurricanes had a positive of forty percent 
Corsi four over the Red Wings in this game. Seventy percent Corsi four percentage. It was. It just goes to show again, and I keep saying it, but Red Wings had no business winning this game. But Alex Nedeljkovich, man, him. he is him, him, him. Absolutely, just fun game. Whew, man, I'm gassed. If you had put some money on Alex Nedeljkovich getting a shutout in this game, then you probably won big with BetOnline.net. You'd have made some some moolah. Some moolah. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. Where the game starts. All right, Scotty. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Do you have any final thoughts you want to mention on this game before we transition into a preview? Um, and that is him, man. That is him. That's really it. I do. I am happy for Philip Zadina, too. I kind of glossed over that. Um, it was a soft goal by Anthony Ranta. I won't deny that, but I'm just happy. Phil Zeno was able to get a puck into the net and just help him build that confidence. Wasn't a bad I, shot. No, it wasn't a bad shot. I mean, he took a, he he cut to the middle, had two defensemen in front of him, took a shot through a screen. It was a softy because it was a bit of a knuckle puck, and the screen it was, was a softy. Yes, I'm, I'm not a, saying that, but I I don't. It wasn't like a wasn't like a like a total gimme. Like it, no, it, it was decently placed. It was a good. It was a good um, use of his, like, it, it was a, he took that shot at the right time is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like, he purposely cut to the middle and took a shot through a screen. That's a high hockey IQ move. It's just that it was so far out and the shot kind of just knuckled that I still feel anti-Ranta should have made that save. I, it, I think it got marked down as a low danger shot for anti-Ranta. So, that's why I called it a softie, but I'm just glad because I have I'm far from giving up on Phil Zadina yet. I'm frustrated with him, yes, but I still haven't given up on him. We could do and a again, whole off season thing about all those numbers you were going over the other night. We could do oh a my whole God. show over the I was off getting season. into it. He is so relative to his teammates, he is a positive impact on the ice. And his expected goals are like five more than he has. And that speaks to, you know, poor shot shot selection. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Well, we can do a whole show, man. We can do the Z- I for the Tigers last offseason. I did the Harold Castro episode because he's such Hit an him. anomaly in a lot of ways and sh- like shouldn't be good, but is like okay. You got four fifty batting average again to uh, so far <laughs> this season. But we don't got to get into Tigers. But yeah, Zadina, Zadina, uh, that that would be a good show. We should do that this offseason. So the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday are going to play the New York Rangers for the, I believe, the final time this season. Let me double check on that one. Um, but with yeah, though, with yeah, it should be Grice and that. Yeah, that's a good point because they're going to New York, and last time these two teams played, he um, has never even come close to losing in New York. No. He's the king of Madison Square Garden. Let me double check on that game too because I have the box scores up. Um, I want to see how many saves he made in that game because he he played phenomenal in that. Yeah, that, that was an unreal game. Yeah, he made thirty seven saves in that game. Another game where the Red Wings gave up a lot of shots. Um, I think he's four and zero in Madison Square Garden in his career, and like six zero and one against the Rangers in his career. Or something ridiculous. 
So the Rangers are a really freaking good team as well. Like you they absolutely are. cannot sleep Great on goal them. Goaltending over there too, man. Goodness. They're, oh, Igor Shosturkin is going to win the Vezna. Yeah, he might he get hard votes. He's he's filthy. He is disgusting. Um, but they have they're second in the Metropolitan Division, just behind the Carolina Hurricanes. They have a top ten power play and a top ten def- or top ten penalty kill. They're a team you just absolutely can't sleep on. But you're going to New York, going to put Grice in net, who historically has been fantastic. And you've played hard against the New York Rangers in both your matchups so far against them this season, both of which went to uh, shootout and the other one went to overtime, which you lost at LCA that one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just got an incredible ball rolling against the Carolina Hurricanes. Go to New York, keep it going. You know you can compete against this team. Just keep it going. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. And And again, I don't care about moving down from nine to 10 in, in like lotto odds. I'm sorry. I don't. If maybe if we were closer to that top five range, I would be with people that were like, we need to lose. I, the difference between the, the half percent or the third percent between nine and 10 is not in, in enough incentive for me to like go out there and try to lose games when we have kids that we're trying to teach how to win. So like I'm, I'm all for, just trying to trying to get a dub a and and b i at this point i really want grice to be out there just for the narrative i just want to see him continue to dominate the new york rangers oh it'd be beautiful i don't even care if he's going to be ufa at the end of the season just i i still i'm still rooting for grice i want him to still play well like, let's yeah, go of course, let's do it i got a question for you scotty because i got i you may have noticed a couple minutes ago i kind of paused in my sentence and was reading um i was reading it somebody replied to one of my tweets um John Hansen on Twitter replied to us and he said, didn't one of you call those stats exactly um, on last night's show? 46 saves with a shuddy. So in our preview, did you, because I don't think it was me. I think it might've been you calling. Well, I out definitely gave, I feel like I said 47. I and can it was, pull this, our, our episode up right now though, and try to find it really quick. You said revenge game. I remember that. And that definitely. No, I, and I did. Out. I definitely said revenge game and I definitely, um, and I definitely gave a, a, a total as well, but I feel, I feel like I said 47. Interesting. Do you, do you know exactly where to go? You're going to be scrubbing. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah. We have to, I said like part of me just really wants Ned to go out there and have like a, Show up at all, but it not matter. Like, I want a forty-seven save game. Yeah, I want a Ned forty-six piece shutty. Let's go! <laughs> Are you serious? Let's go! Let's go! Wait, I'll play it yeah, again. Uh, I want like the defense just not show up at all, but it not matter. Like, yeah, I want a Ned forty-six piece shutty. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he's <laughs> bang, bang, baby. Scotty just went full Oracle mode. You you said you said I lost it though. You said I lost it though. No, apparently not. You just, oh, you apparently stopped, not. You, yeah. you stopped calling for them. Yeah. But apparently you're still an Oracle even when you don't want. Are Talk you kidding nice. me? That is Talk insane. Nice. What are the chances? You got to clip that and you got to post it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it right when we're done with this episode. That is incredible. What an incredible. Okay, back. How do I even get back on track? Anyways. <laughs> Where do we go from here with the New York Rangers? What to win this game to keep the ball rolling? What what needs to happen? Um, 
I mean, honestly, I'm going to be completely buck. I think the only way we're winning games the rest of the year is with ridiculous goalie performances. This defense is cooked. Cooked. They're tired, man. They're sizzle, worn out. sizzle, cooked. Like, it's it's not it's not going to hold up to, to the standard to win a lot of games from here on out. Uh, I have faith. I think most of us have faith that the offense is going to be pretty solid, but I mean, it's really at this point just all going to come down to how much can the goalie every night put the team on his back. Yeah, and I mean, you have a fairly good chance with Grice in New York, but I mean, you're right. I mean, you're 100% spot on, Scotty. This defense, I, I don't really, outside of Moritz Sider and the, you know, Mark Stahl being a consistent depth, good de- depth, excuse me, consistent good depth defenseman in the back end. I don't really expect much else out of the defense. And I hate to say that, but I mean, you're just right. It's going to be goalie performances. Goalies keeping you in the game, giving you a chance to win. That's the only way you're going to do it. Because the team also doesn't put up a lot of goals either at this point. Two, one, two, are, they're averaging right now. They scored three last night against the Hurricanes, but that was the outlier recently. That so, is an outlier too, considering how well we actually played. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're spot on. I, I got to completely agree with you. I don't really have like an X factor for this game. It's just got to be, Good goaltending and taking it again, like to last night, taking advantage of your opportunities to score. Got to you got to put them in the back of the net, which is very no jaw thing to say, but that's how you win hockey well, games, right? True, it's true. Got to give pucks deep, man. And we um, certainly didn't last night. Yet here we are. So, uh, final time for the week. Let's do a tankathon spin. Let's do it. One, ten, two, nine. Three, nine, four, two, five, ten, six, nine, seven, ten. It happens every time. Eight, nine, ten, nine, eleven, nine. I lost track there for a second. Twelve, two. Oh my God. Thirteen, ten, fourteen, two, fifteen, two, sixteen, nine, seventeen, nine, eighteen, two. This is ridiculous. 1990. 29 2010 rather. 21-10. 22-1. We got what four second overall picks there? Yeah, four or five. Goodness. Let's move up in this draft, man. I don't even care if we don't get number one. Let's just move up because we just never move up in the draft. Give me a top three. Give me a top let's three. Just, let's just do it. Come on now. All right. So, man. That was a fun game to watch. Fun for Ned. Very fun game to watch. We had one really exciting goal, and then Ned just the entire game. Yeah, that was incredible. The last like two minutes were electric. I was standing up. Yeah, I I just want to point out again, guys, that not a single player on this team had an expected goals for percentage over fifty. There was not a single player on this team that was outproducing any individual player on the Carolina Hurricanes. We won three nothing, and we won three to nothing on the back of an Alex Nedeljkovic. 46 save shutout that Scotty apparently called. I'm like that. He's like that. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey hosted by flip Livingstone and steel Roden. They want to help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Scotty and I will be back with you guys on Monday to recap this game against the New York Rangers happening on Saturday night in Madison square garden. Same time, same place. It's your team. Bet online. Every day. Every day.
Ridiculous.